Welcome to season three of the Change the World podcast. I'm your host, Sivya Cohn. As CEO of 14 Minds, a marketing agency that works exclusively with Jewish nonprofits, I am a firsthand witness to the incredible physical, spiritual, and emotional services these organizations provide to our community. However, I also see the many challenges they face along the way. This season, I'll be speaking to incredible nonprofit leaders who haven't let any obstacles get in the way of their mission to change the world. Good evening, everyone. It's actually evening. This is the first time ever recording a podcast in the evening. So this is new for me, but I have a really very busy person that I was very lucky to get on. So I was more than happy to accommodate. So tonight I am speaking to Dr. Jonathan Donath. He is the president and co-founder of Daily Giving and the head of physical medicine at Fountain Life New York. Dr. Donath, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Thanks for having me, Sylvia. So let's dive right in. I mean, that title, that that was a, a lot. So you apparently juggle at least two very, very different worlds. Can you tell me a little bit about how you got into what you're doing right now, What your, a little bit about your background? Sure. Yeah, I had no idea I would ever be running a nonprofit. It was the furthest thing from my mind. I am a chiropractor, been in private practice for about 16 years until just recently when my practice was acquired by a company called Fountain Life. And so I'm a pain specialist. I get people out of pain for a living and I love what I do. And I always fought, felt that was my purpose, getting people out of pain and making a Kenneth Hashem as I, as I treat people. Very often, I'm the only Jew that my patients have ever met. And they'll tell me that and take that as a big compliment and big honor. And I take that very seriously, wanting to give them the best possible experience. And if they're going to know me as the Jew that treated them, you know, you better believe that I'm going to, I'm going to make, try to make a, a very good impression on them. And so I was just minding my own business doing that and I really, really, really loved what I did. And then one day I, I just was minding my own business and I, I, I had this idea that no matter how much charity I give, I still get a mitzvah every single time I put a dollar in the tzedakah box, like, you know, like what most of us do, you know? And so I was like, how can I guarantee myself a mitzvah every single day, no matter what, for a buck? That was like the thought that crossed my mind. I, really, I was very excited. I ran home and I Googled it and I was like looking all over. I was like, could not find an organization that was trying to automate daily tzedakah giving. So I called up my website guy and I, I said, Shaul, can you, what do you think of this idea? He says, great idea. And I said, can you build me a website? He said, sure. So then I moved on to two of my other best friends and I told them the idea. They really liked the idea. So we started meeting and we became a 501c3 nonprofit called Daily Giving. And then we went live on January, 2019. Let's back up a little bit for anyone who might be listening and doesn't know what daily giving is exactly. So tell me a, bit, a little bit about how it works, what it does, how it started, what it is now. Sure. Okay. So the idea is we're trying to enable and make it really easy for people to give a dollar a day together. Every single day you're giving your charity out. It's not supposed to be instead of, it's an addition to, but some people, you know, some people can't afford much. And, it, and that's another wonderful thing, you know, that most people can afford a dollar a day. And so every single day we give out the entire amount to a different incredible Jewish nonprofit. You know, they're all either national or international organizations, about half of them are in Israel. And we like to say it's a diversified portfolio of charities, right? So for a dollar, you're not just helping one organization, you're literally helping kids with cancer and maybe a, a woman in Israel who's been, you know, had been in a very bad domestic situation and she's in, in, a, safe, in a woman's safe house or people with cancer or special needs organization. So this is a wide gamut of organizations we give to. So it's like a really nice, some people call it like the ETF of charity. You know, for a dollar, you really 
cover your bases and you're giving to a lot of different things. And it has a serious impact because no matter how much money you have, you cannot give a ton of money to every organization you love. And so this is a nice way of having serious impact. We're now giving over $11,000 a day, every single day. It goes up every single day, thank God. And so I just had a, you know someone emailed us last week saying how how amazing it makes him feel because he's like you know he he's he's never been able to give that much but now he feels like I'm writing an eleven thousand dollar check every day for his one dollar so it's really it's been it's been great and every day all our givers get an email telling them where the money's going that day with a little blurb about, about the organization so I'm excited to tell you the story that's happened today I heard from one of the organizations they they told us that. We got eight donations all of a sudden in one day from eight completely new givers in their system. So they could not figure out what triggered eight new donations from eight givers and when they weren't doing any campaigns. And they figured out it was the day that Daily Giving gave them the money. People saw what a great organization they were and they went onto their website and, and wrote much bigger, you know, gave much bigger donations to them. So that's, you know, again, just sort of we've raised over $10 million in the three years we've been doing this. But who knows how much we've really raised because of all the other, you know, we've, we've heard this over and over from the other organizations that, We've exposed over 10,000 people to all these different incredible organizations. And so that's just like another kind of cherry on the top. Wow, that's incredible. I'm, I'm so glad that happened today because I think it really hits home what you're accomplishing. But I think you kind of fast track the storyline. So let, let's go back to, you know, right. when you're first starting this out, I'm imagining that you might have hit some bumps or challenges. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Because I'm sure- What are you talking about? There's no bumps or challenges. This is easy. I've been doing a little um, bit of similar work to know that that's probably not the case. Yeah, um, you are correct. I mean, I think from the time I had the idea when we when we started kind of going through the process to become a nonprofit and we got that you know whole thing, and then when we went live in January of 2019, you know, I certainly told my idea to everyone who would listen, and it seemed like everyone loved the idea, and everyone was like, "Oh, it's a no brainer. I'm for sure going to sign up." And so when we went live, I thought we'd have hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands, very quickly. And it was a rude awakening. We realized how hard it is to get people to take their credit card out of their wallet, even for a dollar a day. It's just, you know, I think it's the nature of that we get asked so much. Like, number one, we're under, we all have so much pressure, financial pressure, right? Like just paying for our kids' tuitions and paying our school dues and, and all that and for living in, you know, in the neighborhoods we live in that are usually much more expensive than most. And so it's just, we, we live expensive lifestyles and it's really hard to have extra money to, to give over, especially after you're paying tuition or you're paying camp and you're right. Like, and then on top of that, let's be honest, we get asked a lot. We all do, right? We get asked a lot. There's a, the envelopes are coming to the mail all the time. You get those phone calls all the time. And then now you get those, those horrible, sad chesed fun whatsapps like this person's you know you know these I mean, they're just each one you just want to give they're, they're just one sadder than the next and we get hit hit and hit and hit and then so for some people they see like oh it's a dollar a day well i'm giving more you know i'm constantly giving so i understand it um what i think that people don't realize is how how much our givers love being a part of it like it's it's just different it's just it's like a family people really People, I mean, I get all the good, all the positive feedback, you know, from everyone how much they love being a part of it, and, and not everyone gets to feel that. But I, I have a CEO, one, one of my friends is a big CEO of a big company, and he he told me at first he's like, I don't want to get these emails, like I cannot get another email every day. And then after I was like, before you unsubscribe, give it like thirty days of getting the emails. And this is like three years ago, and he still gets the emails every day, and he tells me it's the the best email he gets every day. He loves getting it. He just loves seeing the numbers go up every day. Some people love seeing the numbers go up. Some people love to read about the organizations. It's funny. Everyone likes different things about daily giving. And that's kind of a nice thing about it is that to each person, it's someone else, something else, you know? So some people sign up 
in honor of a loved one that's passed, which I think is a really beautiful thing, you know, because one, once you die, you can't do any more mitzvahs. But what, one thing you can do for someone who's passed is give in their honor. And so that's something nice when people have lost a loved one. They, they struggle to find what could I do that's meaningful for a loved one. And so we find a lot of people really find meaning in that. So that's really special. Another thing people do is they sign up for someone who's sick for Shlema. And then um, I'll tell you this great story about this gentleman who, you know, a lot of people give, a, I'd say 90, 85, 90% give a dollar a day. And then the other 10, 15% give two to many more dollars a day. Um, many people sign up for a dollar a day for everyone in their family. And I do that. And my kids are at the perfect age where they get the daily emails and they learn about these charities. And it's an amazing, amazing way to teach kids about tzedakah because you can't tell your, your young children that you're writing a big check because they don't understand, you know, what money is and, you know, whatever. So, but they can get a dollar a day and they can read these emails and they learn about the organizations and they're like flabbergasted. They don't, they, they're learning about problems they didn't even know existed, right? And so we talk about it at the Shabbos table and I hear this from other people. So, so that's, you know, been a really nice thing. So that's kind of taken off and a lot of people sign up, you know, sign up for a dollar a day for everyone in their family. So what you could do is you could just sign up for $6 a day or $8 a day or $4, whatever it is. And then we'll, and then we'll add the emails for you, Right. But this one gentleman, it was so interesting, he signed up for a dollar a day, put his email address in, and then a, a minute later, another one came in, same same name, but a different email address, and then another one, another one. And he signed up five different times for a dollar a day with five different emails. So I figured, oh, he just didn't realize he signed up for everyone in his family, but he didn't, he didn't realize that he could he could have just signed up for $5 a day and we would put, add the emails. Okay, fine. But I happened to be... Call, I wanted to call him and, um, you know, thank him and also see, you know, does he, uh, can see if he wants us to consolidate the account or whatever. So while I was talking to him and thanking him, I said, by the way, how old are your children? And he said, one, two, and four. And I was like, wait, what? And I was like, can you explain that? He said, yeah, you know, I, I already reserved their Gmail accounts with their, with their first and last name so that they'll have, you know, their own email account when they, when they get older. And now when they get older and they turn, when I open up and show them their email at 10, 11, 12 years old, whatever it is. They're going to see that the only emails they have is hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of mitzvahs that they did through daily giving. And I was like, wow. I was just like, just, I get, I get chills. Every time I tell that story, I get chills. That's really special. Wow. I never would have thought of doing that. Did you encounter any like kind of feeling that you had to educate people about what, I guess we can call it micro giving, what micro giving is, what, what role it plays in the greater world of Jewish philanthropy and Jewish fundraising. Did you find people understood that concept right away or is it fairly new at the time? It's a great question. I don't know. I think that micro giving has become bigger. Like, let's say I already mentioned the Chesed Fund, right? Like, so people will have these campaigns where you get WhatsApp alerts and someone, someone has cancer and has 10 children and they need help, you know, or someone passed away and they're within, they left the whole family behind. And so, you know, sometimes you'll just, you know, give $18 and you'll look and like they have, and they've raised $850,000 and they have 8,000 people gave $18. Like, so, you know, a little, a little, you know, adds up to a lot. Um, and as we see, I mean, you think if, if I tell someone we're giving, you know, daily giving is now giving over $4 million a year. So if, if, if you didn't know how many givers that is, you just think like $4 million, that is that someone the other day, I, I asked how many of you think that is? They're like, I don't know, 50,000 givers a day. I'm like, it's only $11,000, 11,000 individual dollars. It's over $4 million a year. It really adds up. So I actually think that people get crowdfunding a lot. I also think that we're solving another issue that I think is really big in the philanthropy world. Remember, I'm new to the philanthropy world. Um, I didn't know all the problems that existed, you know, but one thing is that I think that as I've gotten in and talked to more people who are who philanthropists who give a lot of money is they're very concerned about the next generation of giving, right? Like 
I think like the older generation are, you know, I, I don't know how old you are. You look a little younger than I am, but like our grandparents generation gave a lot, you know, and then our parents gave generation gave a lot, but they were also more stressed with the financial wherewithal of Orthodox Judaism. Right. And then I feel like my generation, and you're probably half a generation behind me, nice. you know, it's, it's, it's difficult, right? Like it's, it's just, like I said before, there's just so much. And so I think that, I think the philanthropy world are very worried about the younger generation giving. And so one thing that I think that we're doing is nice is I think young people really get micro giving, right? And they like the fact that they feel like, wow, a dollar a day is going so far when they give to daily giving. Like they just feel, wow, my dollar means something. Number one. Number two, they love the transparency, right? Like we, every day we tell you who's getting it. In fact, we're redoing our calendar, our, our, our website right now. So they're, they're, for the first three years, there was a calendar that literally you could go back to the first day we started and see every single day who got the money and how much since the day we started, which was going to come back on soon, but we're just redoing it. And so I think just people like the transparency. They like the fact they get to tons of different charities. They get to, to give dabble in different sectors of nonprofits of helping, you know, all the different people. So I think that's been good. So I think, and then, and then most importantly, I think that you need to give to scratch that giving muscle. Right, like, and, and the more you give, the easier it gets. Because I really, truly believe that God did not make it easy for us to give money for charity. I really think that it's purposely hard. Right, we work very hard for our money, and it's not easy to give it away. And so, I think that when you start giving, and look, let's be honest, like, giving makes you happy. Right, like, really, if you, it's hard to give, but once you give, you feel so good that you did it. So, I, I think that we're, we're we're helping with that as well, like getting younger people to give and join and learn about these organizations. And it makes like like I just said before, an organization got in one one email, they got eight extra donations, and there was thousands of dollars, not a couple dollars, right? So, I hope that answers your question. Yeah, absolutely. So, I'm curious about you saying about the younger generation. Do you have demographic data of your givers? Do you know if it does it skew one way or the other? Is it across the spectrum? It's a great question. We, we tried when we started, we really didn't want to ask too many questions because like, right, you want to, it's so hard to get them to take the credit card out and just make the sale, right? And get them to, to, to sign up that we didn't want to like have like a whole, you know, bunch of questions, including age and stuff like that. So I honestly don't know. I can't tell you the exact age group of our demographic, but I know, I know from like, I go speak to, you know, I, I just a couple weeks ago, I spoke to the entire camp past staff, like in front of 400, you know, 18 to 20 year olds, right? And sometimes I, and I, I've spoken in front of like, you know, the entire summer NCSY staff of hundreds and hundreds of counselors, right? Like, and they're college, they're, you know, going to freshman year, sophomore year, you know, of college. And look, they don't, they don't necessarily making any money yet, but a lot, some of them sign up themselves. Some of them sign up with their parents' credit cards, you know? I, I don't know for sure, but I know from the feedback we're getting that we do get plenty of people, young people who are signing up. I have a great story. It just happened again, maybe a couple months ago. Someone signed up for $2 a day and it failed right away. It just, it didn't go through, right? So, you know, thank God I have some volunteers that help me now. Like this is, you know, we're giving away $4 million a year. It's like, it's a lot of work and I don't take, you know, we don't, by the way, we don't take a penny. So every dollar goes to charity. So a hundred cents of every dollar goes to Zedaka. So I do pay some staff. I have many volunteers and I have a couple part-time paid staff, but we fundraise for their salaries separately and any marketing we do, we fundraise completely separately because we really wanted to have the full dollar go to charity. It's like the charity water model, basically. Would you say again? The charity water model? Exactly, exactly. Same idea. Very innovative for the Jewish world, I think. Yeah, people are saying all the time because, you know, it is difficult. I have to raise funds and it's like, I feel like I could grow this thing faster if I wasn't always worried about funding my own back end. But okay, neither, not for tonight. A lot of volunteers will, let's say, we have a staff that will call if there's a, a credit card fail. But for whatever reason that night, I saw it go through and I decided to call this per, this person to say, by the way, your credit card just failed. Do you, wanna, do you want me to help you sign up? 
So I, so I called her, she was in Cleveland and she picked up the phone and it was clearly a kid on the phone. And I'm not talking like an 18 year old. It was like a, a 11 or 12 year old. And it was her name, the name that failed. And I said, I, is, is this so-and-so? And she said, yeah. And so I said, did you try to sign up for data giving? She said, yeah. I was like, wow, that's incredible. So I said, is your dad, on, is your dad around? Or is your mother or father available? So she put her dad on the phone and I had, ended up having like a 30 minute conversation with this gentleman from Cleveland. And he told me that what he does is he has, I think, I want to say it's called green light, but I could be wrong, green something. It's like a special like debit card you can get your children and you can actually, you know, you can put a, an amount of money for the month on their card. And then you can also say what they could spend that money on. So if they, if they, if they spend, if they have $50 on the month for, for all their expenses, but you put $30 on food, once they hit $30, they have to budget, learn to budget or gas or whatever it is. So now they give the money, but part of that money he puts on the card is for tzedakah every month. So she signed up for $2 a day with her money. And he said she wanted to give more than $2 a day, but he said, why don't you start with two? <laughs> this is like an 11 or 12 year old. So, you know, I, I don't have the, the, the full data to, to give you, but I can tell you anecdotally, we have a lot of young people that give and, you know, certainly it's just one of the nice things about daily giving. Wow. I love that story. I just want to, I want to take a little detour to back to something that you said, which I think really struck a chord for me. You said, I'm new to the, relatively new to the world of philanthropy and relatively new to the issues. And the thought that popped into my head was, that's why you were able to come in with a completely new solution and solve an issue that probably nonprofits have been having for years, which is, you know, how do we get people to take out their credit cards? How do we engage a younger audience? What's a new way? Because this is, I mean, this is something that every nonprofit struggles with, but I think that the nonprofit industry in general struggles with change. And I found that a lot with my clients and, you know, they're so used to their big donors who are now getting older and are not their primary donation base anymore, but they're struggling with like what, you know, it's not about the galas anymore and it's not, not about those envelopes in the mail anymore and what's new. So I think you coming in with a very fresh, completely clean slate was really probably what the industry needed in order to do a little bit of a shakeup. And I, I don't think somebody who had come from, decades in the nonprofit space would have been able to see it with that. that like It's interesting you say that because I say through the years now, probably a dozen of our beneficiary organizations have like brought me aside and said, I want you to know that we tried what you're doing like for ourselves. We tried, we thought, okay, we have 10,000 donors. If we just get each of our donors to give a dollar a day, $30 a month, like literally we'll pay our entire budget. And so they told me like they literally tried, they made huge campaigns, marketing to put into it. And they, each one of them said, literally, and the words was repeated, it was like epic fail, like by, by many of them. They're like, it was an epic fail. So they're like, we're just so impressed with what, the, how you're doing with daily giving. And so then I asked myself, well, what are we doing differently? And I think that one of the things we're doing differently is that the fact that we give the dollar to a different organization every day, like the, not to state the obvious, right? But like, I think that back to how, why the original, I mean, the original idea to start the organization was just to get a mitzvah every day. Like who doesn't want an extra mitzvah every day? My personal favorite thing now is the unity we're creating, right? Like we have Jews of left, right, and center from 34 different countries giving a dollar a day together. Like what more could God want than, than his children from all over the world giving a dollar a day together to those less fortunate? So, but I think the thing that we're doing well is that we're, you know, we're giving a dollar a day to a different organization. I think that's unique and special. And I think that our, our email was like a special sauce also, right? Like I think people repeatedly tell us how, how much they like our daily email, you know, and, in, and that's in a world where, you know, most people don't want to get any other emails. Like, you know, it's really, it's really a lot. We have, we have a 57% open rate on our email daily. That's very high. 
That's crazy. Like, that, 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 like if you get 20% on a quarterly email, that's considered excellent. Yeah. So, you know, to have 57% open daily just shows like how much people really, you know, feel a part of it and they like being a part of it. So thank God, I feel very blessed. So you're obviously very, very busy with your medical practice. What is your role in, on a day-to-day basis with the with daily giving now? I run it. <laughs> so there's a lot. I mean, I, I personally am not going to give away the part where I actually give the money every day and, and hit the button on my phone that sends the money to the organization. I, I like there's like that. a secret room with like a control room and you press the button. I, I like doing that myself. I like thinking like my kids, my, my son was pointing out, he's like, do you know how many millions of dollars you gave out with this phone? Right? Like it, it, is, a, it is a pretty cool thought. You know, so I do that and I, I you know, I have a, a full-time COO and I have a VP and I have a social media person and we have a, you know, part-time CFO. Like there's a lot of part-time people that are putting hours in and, and, and it's a whole team. And then we have a whole slew of volunteers. And if someone watches this and goes, wow, this is incredible. I want to volunteer, reach out to us. You know, we have a lot of incredible volunteers and it helps it, it helps to go. But, you know, we're, we're, we want to grow. We feel like we're just scratching the surface. You know, we think that the goal from day one, literally from day one, I was like, okay, I did the math when I was start when we were before we started. I was like, if we could get one percent of all Jews to sign up for daily giving, what would that be? It's over fifty-two million dollars a year. If we get one percent, I just refuse to believe we can't get one percent. I, 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 I mean, we're going to get there. It's just a matter of time. Is it going to be next year? Is it going to be in three years? Is it going to be in ten years? I don't know, but we're going to get to a hundred thousand a day. I'm pretty confident in that. And it's it's a game changer, right? Like to give $50 million a year. And like I said, I, I, I'll give you another story from one of the organizations, okay? It's called National Association, National Association for Hebrew Kedisha, right? And so um, they do, if you talk to, my brother is a, is, a, is a shul rabbi, and if you talk to any shul rabbi, most of them have called Rabbi Zone. Rabbi Zone is the head of National Association, National Association for Hebrew Kedisha, right? So they have questions. Like every shul rabbi, uh, someone dies at three in the morning, and whatever. Like my something, something terrible just happened in my in my brother's community recently, where someone was in on vacation in the Caribbean and their two year old passed away. Right? There's tragedy. It's always right. So he, who do you call? Nask National Association. Anyway, so I was talking to Rabbi Zone. Rabbi Zone told me that he's been, they've been on the list since the very beginning. So when they saw how much money was starting to come in from daily giving. He had wanted for many years to start a sub-organization to educate Jews all over the world that cremation is not allowed and do it in a, in a, in a very positive way and through marketing and social media and whatever. And so they, so he said that because of the, at that point, we were giving like $40,000 a year at that point, and now it's more. He had the confidence to pull the trigger on hiring the full-time person to start. It's called Last Kindness is the sub-organization. It's an incredible, incredible organization. And so, like, just that's one simple example. That, like, there's literally another organization that's born out of daily giving and, and other ones that have gone, you know, we have a really wide gamut. So even within our wide gamut organizations, we have we have different ones with very different overheads. We have organizations with over $100 million overheads, and we have organizations that have $250,000 a year overheads. And I'm not going to say that was purposeful, but we are, we, we definitely are going away from the ones with massive overheads and kind of trying to help the smaller ones where we can have a bigger impact. But, you know, we had one of our organizations a year, you know, a year ago was at 250, they were, they're overhead and now they're at a million, they're overhead. Because when you get, when you actually have some money and you could spend it on, on good people and start, and start doing things, that leads to more good things and more good things. So, you know, I think that that's just, just one of the things that's really incredible, the, the, the things that come from it. Are there any specific criteria a nonprofit has to meet in order to sign up? They have to be a Jewish, Jewish nonprofit. 
they have to be national or international. So we don't give to like any schools, any yeshivas. We don't give to any shuls. We don't to nothing local. For obvi- I think I think it's obvious reasons. You know, for, first of all, we've had over 500 requests the last year to get on daily giving, and so if it was open to every lo- every school, I mean, there, how how could we decide which school to give? How can we decide? To, you know, it's impossible. So, and people sign. Like I said, people. This is an international organization. People sign up from all over the world, and so someone this week signed up from Honduras, and someone signed up from Alabama. So we can't just support New York institutions, right? It has to be. It has to be everyone. Going back to, you know, that you hope to reach 1%, is there a, some kind of plan or strategy in place for that? How you, how you get there? Yeah. Um, good question. We're, we're, we're working on it constantly. Different, different campaigns we tried. We did, you know, we, we, during COVID, we had some success with some virtual events. We had a, what was called a woman's power hour last year. We had some very, very famous women speakers that graciously usually get paid a lot of money and they did it for us pro bono and um, over a thousand people signed up in one day. From that event, and then we thought this year we were had such success with that. Like, let's do, let's take it up a notch. And not only have speakers, but have like a woman's concert with like a thirteen-piece female orchestra and three amazing women singers. And we did it. It was an amazing production in Israel, but that one cost money. We had to raise a lot of money to pay for that, and so the the ROI wasn't as great, you know, because we had to spend. You know, it's if I had unlimited funds, we could market a lot more, but we don't. We have every dollar we spend on marketing, we have to fundraise separately. So. So that's something I think we'll do more and more. I think people really like what we're doing. They see the ROI, like from helping us. Like when someone signs up for a dollar a day, I'd say more people go from a dollar a day and increase it to a higher amount. They go from one to zero. So if, you know, uh, we also do, we do social media marketing, you know, so paid ads on Facebook and Instagram. And so if it's costing us, last month it cost us $44 to get a new giver. So think of the ROI on that. That new giver could be thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars to charity and it costs us $44. To, to, that's an incredible ROI. So like, that's the kind of thing that I hope to be able to get in front of philanthropists and, go, and they'll say, wow, I want that ROI. I'll give you $50 and I'm going to get another Jew to give thousands. And hopefully as we grow, we'll get more, more money and that will allow us to do more creative things to get more and more givers and get to that 100,000 plateau. Yeah. I mean, that sounds like an amazing goal. So I did not prep you for this question, so I guess I'll put you on the spot, but something I'm thinking that might be really relevant to the people who I know are listening to this, if there's someone out there listening and they have this idea of just, you know, pops into that or something that they can do to solve an issue in the Jewish world of of philanthropy or charity, or I mean, people are always complaining, right, about how it's done. And should they be using these words and these images and this email? And like, I just, I've been hearing a lot about that lately, critique about how this is done. So if somebody does have an idea of something that they want to come at and maybe change, Based on your experience and the bumps that you may have hit on the road, anything you could share with them? Maybe some words of inspiration or encouragement? Yes. Great question. I don't mind that you put me on the spot. I, I've shared this before, and I just it goes down to Rabbi Pesach Kron, who's on a rabbinical council, has this, this equation that he likes to quote, and I so I like to quote it also. And if you could picture the letters SW with a three, the cubed, so SW cubed over N, okay? So SW three times, so it's some will some won't, so what, and the N is next. I'm going to say it again. Some will, some won't, so what, next, right? I think that one of the, one of the attributes that has helped me in, this, in daily giving is not being afraid to fail. A, not being afraid to fail, but, but also, like I said earlier, sometimes people don't get it. People, or sometimes you talk to someone in Brooklyn that goes to the shul every day and they're like, I give like $10 a day, every day, because there's 
10 people putting their hand out every single day in front of me. And they just don't, they don't get the idea that I were trying to say, well, guarantee yourself a miss every day. They're like, well, they forget that on, on Shabbos, they don't have their wallet on them. Saturday, they don't have their wallet. So we guarantee every day, but okay, fine. There are people that just don't get it or they don't want to, or they give a lot of money and they say, I, why do I need to give another, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Some will, some won't. So what next? Right? So there's always going to be naysayers. There was plenty of naysayers. There are plenty of people that said, they, you know, I got a, I got an email today from someone who had some negative things. You know, it's not all positive, right? Uh, it wasn't like horrible. It was just like some things that he would do differently. And I respectfully answered and I thought that some of the ideas were, were pretty good. You know, so that's really important, right? Like you just like if you believe in yourself and you believe you have the right idea and you really can help people, then you're going to see a lot of things like happen. A lot of good things happen. I can't tell you how many stories where like things fell into place and I, I, I look I, I can always say I think I think God likes what we're doing because things continue to sort of fall into place for daily giving and I don't I don't believe in coincidences coincidences you know like I think that when you're really truly trying to help the community and you're really doing it for the right reasons and you're not trying to get anything else out of it like for example I had no idea I'd ever get a patient because of daily giving like I it didn't it never crossed my mind right but like Mishpacha Magazine wrote a whole article on daily giving and they mentioned my specialty and I got like 30 new patients from it. Yeah, like I, I was like, couldn't believe it. I was like stunned, right? And then and just, just to further that story, one of the patients that came in, I became very close with and he's now on my board and he knows the whole world and he got three other major, major philanthropists to join my board, right? All from that one article in Mishpacha Magazine, right? Like, so you don't know where it's going to come from or the Hashkacha process or how things are are hidden and, you know, so don't give up. But I'm going to say one opposite thing to that, okay? Because you, you you said something that's also struck a chord and that being in the nonprofit world, I see. And that is, I think there are a lot of repetitive organizations, you know? So if someone, there's so many Jewish nonprofits, there's actually tens of thousands of Jewish nonprofits, right? So if it's been done, if it's, someone else is doing it and you have that same idea, like maybe call them first and see how you could be helpful. And maybe you could take that same idea and run with it. Like there's so many people that come to me and say, I had that idea of a dollar a day. I'm like, great, help me, right? Like I've got over 500 people to sign up myself, right? You can do the same thing. It's, it's, all the hard parts have been done. The website's built, everything's working perfectly. Like you just need to go tell the whole world and just get people to sign up. Anyone can do it. So it's the same thing. I, I think that unfortunately there are a lot of repetitive organizations and that puts strain on the Jewish community because then there's you're asking the same donors to keep giving and there's only so much money to go around. So, so I think that that that's one thing, but as long as it's not a repetitive, it really truly is solving a problem and it's different. I'm I'm then back to my, some will, some, some won't. So what next? Because I think you should go for it and uh, you'll be very successful. I'm glad I put you on the spot because that was a fabulous answer. I like how you just kind of gave both sides of the coin. Like don't automatically assume that you're on the right path, but if you are, then go for it. That's, that's great. So thank you so much. This was amazing. Uh, anybody does want to get in touch with you or with Daily Giving, where, where should they go? They could go to dailygiving.org. That's the website. I encourage you, you know, I'll tell you one more thing is that people, if you're hearing this, you're listening to it right now and you're like, wow, that's actually a pretty good idea. If you don't go sign up right now, I'm just telling you, it's not going to happen. I've seen it a thousand times, more than a thousand times. People say, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm for sure going to sign up. And they just forget. It's just human nature. It's the it's hard, whatever it is. If you don't do it right now, you're going to forget. So we're right now, I don't know when you're going to play this podcast, but you know we're right now approaching Rosh Hashanah pretty soon. It's a, it's a good time to give charity. One extra dollar, I'm telling you, you give, you're going to, you're going to love being a part of it. So go to dailygiving.org and sign up. You're going, to, you're going to love being a part of it. That's number one. If you want to reach us, you can email hello at dailygiving.org and all your questions will be answered there by our volunteers. 
If you want to reach me directly, it's Dr. Donath, D-R-D-O-N-A-T-H at dailygiving.org. And I will do my best to respond as fast as I can. Great. Thank you so much for doing this, for staying late at the office. I know your family's probably waiting for you. So really appreciate it. This was really great. Thank you so much for having me. Be well. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Change the World podcast. If you have any feedback or an idea for my next episode, or if you're a nonprofit leader interested in learning more about how 14 Minds can help your nonprofit, I'd love to hear from you. Just send an email to tsevia at 14minds.com. For more nonprofit content, follow me on LinkedIn or visit 14minds.com.